What up, podcast? Thanks for tuning in to the 2M Creative Cast. That has a nice ring to it, so maybe. Today's guest is someone I met just around this time last year, and the incredible growth he's made as a creative and as a person is so fascinating. I'm really happy that he was able to take some time and share a little bit of his story, just the growth he's made, man. You have to listen to this. As always, thanks for tuning in. I hope you enjoy this episode. Happy holidays. Hopefully that picked up. Sweet. Yeah, with the peaks. Yeah, yeah we got, we got those, the multicam set up. Um, oh, yeah. Sweet. Um, thanks, everybody, for tuning in to the podcast. I still don't have a title for it. My God, it's so hard, but it's the second episode. <laughs> um, today, I've got a really special guest. Of, coincidentally, it's been probably the a year since I've actually first met him. I met yeah. him at a photo walk. Yeah. And I thought it was really cool. And turns out, like, throughout the end of the year, well, here we are now. So Here we go. Um, let my guest introduce my, uh, himself. For and, sure. Uh, yeah, go right ahead. Yeah. Hey, everyone. My name is Ali Gonzalo. Um, I'm a photographer. And, um, yeah, I do portraits, events, uh, a little bit of everything, really. Hi, everyone. Sweet. It's amazing how, <laughs> like... You're sort of like I guess I've only recently just started following like what you've been up to right. and just the way things have progressed for you and mm-hmm. everything seems to be like looking up and you're moving in a lot of directions. That I for sure, I mean, like right now, like at this at the time of this recording, I things have been looking up for me for mm-hmm. sure. Um, but and like I shoot with uh, Terry Hofford. She she's a local Winnipeg boudoir photographer, a very body positive mm-hmm. person as well, which I really love. And I'm doing some passion projects. We have Rhine, which is an event organized by people of color, primarily for people of color, because we don't really have many events yeah. that circulate around that idea. And um, just pretty much self, um, like self-motivated things that yeah. I really enjoy doing. Totally. Doing things that make me happy. That's awesome. Really? Oh, yeah. That's, that's so good. We'll have to get into all of that. Yeah, we will. Um, Not going to spill the beans oh, immediately. Absolutely. Like, we'll, Slowly. We'll work our way into it. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I want to hear more about, like, because I know, but I want to let you share kind of the origin story. Of the origin how story. How ended up here in terms of, like, where it started. Got it. Like, with, like, photography. Oh, for like, sure. Moving on to where you are now. Absolutely. Yeah, right? yeah. Um, I wasn't always into photography. Uh, a lot of people that I know, the film photographers are like, oh yeah, since I was a kid, I've been doing this, I had the first film camera when I was 12 and stuff like that, and that was not the case for me. Um, well, first of all, I'm not from Winnipeg, I'm from, I mean, you know this, oh, yeah, <laughs> but yeah. for those who are listening and those who are watching, I am from the Philippines, I moved here June 2016, um, and then before I moved here, I was, um, I was already working for two years, but prior to that, at 2014, 2013, 2014, when I was still in university, I went to University of the Philippines. Um, I was studying history and political science as my major and my minor. Um, and then a couple of people, we went to a field trip one time and I borrowed a camera from them. And one of my friends saw my photos from that field trip and she was like, I, you have an eye for this. You should think about trying it out. And then I did, I really enjoyed it. Cause I have been taking photos with my, with my phone, you know, just for fun. Absolutely. And then um, what else happened there? Yeah, so like she asked me to become a part of the first photography organization in the campus, uh, the Baguio cam- campus in, of, of, oh, of the university. Um, I'm two hours away from Baguio. Yeah, so pretty close. Anyway, um, 
So she invited me to become a part of it. The organization is called SAIKU, S-A-I-K-U, uh, which stands for San Libot Isang Kuha, which mm -hmm. is Tagalog for basically the idea that a picture is worth a thousand words, right? Yeah. So it's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. So I became part of that and then I was so happy with it. I graduated university and I asked my grandma or like, yeah, she gave me a camera, my first ever DSLR camera. That's how I got into it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then... Um, I was initially just like a landscape photographer and uh, um, a street photographer because I felt like I was a reserved person that I didn't want to put myself out there. I didn't want to. I didn't want to interact with people. I was like, I'm too scared of that, you know. And then I moved here. Fast forward to two years later, I moved here, um, dropped everything there, carried my life entirely here, started from the beginning, knew nobody. It was awful. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was honestly. To be honest, it was like because oh, yeah. I didn't know anyone. And I only had family, mm -hmm. right? Um, and then uh, I decided I was in. I had a crisis. Right? Mm -hmm. What was I gonna do? I did social media before that. I started photography. Um, I can use my degree to teach history and political science if I was qualified. I think I can. It can be whatever. Right. <laughs> and then uh, I had photography, which I really enjoyed. Which I really enjoyed doing, but I knew that it was difficult to get into. Um, I did like a um, new immigrant workshop for employment and stuff like that yeah. and found out that I could, you could ask for funding from Employment Manitoba. So I did that. I went to them. They had me. I gave my portfolio to them. I propose, I gave, made a proposal. Like They basically asked me, like, why should we give you a grant? Totally. Right? And I was like, well, because this and that. I know I like to do this. I want to be employed, but at the same time, I want to do something that makes me happy. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So and then I went to school. They covered 70% of my tuition fee. It was great. It was so good. I graduated with no debt. Yeah. At the top yes. of my class too. So like, so good. And like, during the whole diploma program, I was working for the school as well. So basically just cleaning up, letting people in for night classes. So yeah, that's how I paid off the rest of it. Yeah. Um, it's getting long-winded. Or can I, should I keep going on? Oh, okay. Sure. Bet. Yeah, so then... From going through like school and like finishing right. off with no debt, right? Jumping into actually the photo stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Well, um, during school is when I discovered that I liked doing portrait photography. That like the idea that I can make people like you know look their best and feel good about themselves through my work through my lens is is such a fulfilling thing, and I wanted to chase after that. Absolutely. Right. And and um, so after graduating, um, it was a bit of a slump. Yeah. You know, as with many artists, like, you know, like you lose motivation, you can't find creativity here and there. Mm -hmm. um, but I thought that I was, I was going to be like a fashion photographer or this and that. Um, turns out that wasn't really the case, but it's okay. Yeah. It wasn't, I guess it's not my thing. Um, but I do know that I want to do more conceptual, very editorial looking mm -hmm. stuff. And at, at the same time, I, re I, I, I know, I recognize that. For like moving in here, I'm basically a triple minority. Yeah. I am a person of color. Um, I'm part of the LGBT community. I'm gay, and I'm an immigrant. So like triple whammy, really. You're you know, right. like oh, it's like in terms of oh yeah, we're gonna get into Definitely. that. <laughs> and then I decided I I saw in the media that I consumed that I don't really see myself in the photos that I saw from on Instagram or social media, and I decided to do something about that. Yeah, um, so there's this concept, there's the concept of boudoir photography. 
to empower women. Um, and I think it's great because it's usually done by women for women. Um, and then one day I encountered something they call doudoir photography. So it's basically a parody yeah. of boudoir photography and I didn't, that didn't settle well with mm -hmm. me. That didn't sit well with me because um, the idea that, you know, usually it's like straight cisgendered white men. Yeah. Uh, basically the epitome of privilege, mm -hmm. you know, basically the, the, the idea of that uh, and, and them parodying people who are marginalized, you know, the minorities, like females, you know, because like in this patriarchal society, it's not a, I thought that was bullshit. I wanted to call bullshit on that. Totally. You know, and what I, I decided to do is basically um, use the term doudoir, reclaim it, and use it to empower men as well. And not in the traditional sense. I wanted to portray masculinity in non in a non-conventional manner. Basically, to me, because I never fit in with the stereotypical idea of what a man is, the macho, um, uh, no, unemotional, yeah. very like into sports and all that stuff. Oh, yeah. Right? And I never fit into that. So like, to me, it was like, does that mean I'm less of a man or I'm not a man? And after like a lot of reflecting and like, you know, lots of self-hating and all that stuff, that's why I was in the closet for a while. Um, I realized that, you know what, no, just because I don't fit into the standards of, of what a man is doesn't mean, or the stereotypical idea of what a man is doesn't mean that I'm less of a person, Absolutely. that I'm less of a man, because that's stupid. Absolutely. You know? So, um, I reclaimed the term doudoir and decided to showcase that the idea of non-conventional masculinity, mm -hmm. that men can be soft, emotional, intimate, and that there's nothing wrong with that, and there never will, they, there never, never will be anything wrong with that. Yeah. You know? Yeah, so I've been doing that for a while, and um, shooting with Terry Hofford has helped really complement that too. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That's the best. See, it's like, <laughs> yeah, it's so weird. I remember growing up kind of thinking, like, what is, what am I like, in terms right. of like how masculinity was portrayed? Because right. I've always wondered, well, I've always been like a more emotional, attuned to more emotional For side sure. of things than everybody else is kind of like macho. Um, yeah, and, and like almost afraid to show emotion. Absolutely. Yeah. And it never really clicked with me in that, well, am I weird? Like what's going on? Yeah, because right? you're different. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. But then kind of coming to terms to that in the way that you mm -hmm. did, um, accepting that like what's wrong with not following the stereotypes right. and what's wrong with not being the whole macho, like unemotional kind of very distant personality, man. right? Yeah. Like you just kind of define that for yourself as what you should be mm -hmm. as a man and let the world... The last message of the, my last podcast episode was like, let the world come to you. Right. Right, and, and essentially in that your niche. Oh, for sure. Right, and things are looking to be coming to you. Exactly. Yeah, I right? hope so. I hope yeah. so. Fingers yeah. no, crossed, right? Yeah, that's, that's so awesome, man. And yeah. it's a lot of strength to like even kind of go from there. And oh, yeah, and like the... Oh, for sure. And just like the idea that I'm able to recognize and realize these things is something that I find very empowering. Because, mm -hmm. you know, not a lot of people are able to do that or yeah. want to do that in the first place. Absolutely. And at the same time, um, especially as the immigrant that I am, you know, when you move here, the, 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 the initial plan is not to necessarily pursue what makes you happy. It's more of like, get a job, make money so you can sustain your family because there's better and there's better opportunities. That's, that's why we immigrated here. Absolutely. But at the same time, send money home 
because you know there's not enough opportunities there and and you know as a filipino there's like big families and you know we're very family oriented we we the idea of helping is very important to mm-hmm. us right so i felt a lot of pressure too uh, that that i had to do that but luckily my family's been very supportive with that like hey we're like hey do what makes you happy um and we'll support you and Honestly, even though I'm already a triple minority, yeah. having that, hearing that from my family is still quite a privilege, it's you know, because not all immigrants have the benefit, the luxury of, mm-hmm. of their family telling them, do what makes you happy instead of like, go find a job and make money. Yeah. You know what I mean? Right? Different priorities. Yeah, Very privileged. It always is so different, like, you know, meeting people that don't have that emotional support from your family. Absolutely. Like heartbreaking. Oh, for right? sure. Yeah, yeah, and like, you know. And we're human beings, like, and again, we're being a triple minority, like, exactly. that is so heavy. Yeah. Having that emotional support, it, like, it helps me. It's so very helpful. Like, it's yeah. very helpful, for sure. Mm-hmm. And like, yeah, so aside from that, like, also getting myself into, like, the arts community yeah. is... Um, not an easy task at yeah. all because like you know it's Winnipeg small city mm-hmm. very tight-knit communities Absolutely. and getting into it's like how do you do that mm-hmm. right but it you just have to it's a matter of like persevering yeah you know that you and like as well as knowing the quality of your work mm-hmm. and that you have something to offer out there For you sure. know oh, yeah. yeah and you you've always got plenty to get thank you there's so much there. <laughs> um, what is is there something that you're obsessing with right now? Like just something you just can't either get enough of? Like it's like a TV, TV show, like Netflix show, sure. or a book, or some sort of idea, or yeah, absolutely. Like I mean, I could yeah. touch on all of those. One thing, um, yeah. one thing. just one thing. Yeah. Okay, just one, one thing. thing. Yeah, just one thing. Um, well, I've been. Uh, I bought this book from uh, Tiny Feast. It's it's uh, it's called it's from the School of Knowledge. I think. No. Something like that. <laughs> anyway, the title is Self Knowledge. Yeah. Uh, oh, the School of Life. It's from the School of Life. It's called Self Knowledge. Because mm-hmm. um, uh, and I bought that because I'm I'm in therapy. I go I, I go see a therapist on the regular. I'm, I'm going to see him today actually, yeah. like at five p.m. today. Um, because um, as a lot of people, especially a lot of artists, you know, I suffer from anxiety and depression, mm-hmm. and and that has become a hindrance at some points. But I am trying my best to be very proactive in in resolving yeah. that and like in addressing that, doing mm-hmm. things that will make me feel better. Yeah. Anyway, um, bought that book because last last time I went to my therapist, you were talking about self awareness, um, being mindfulness, thinking about yourself, and and how that relates to everything else in the world. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've been reading that book. I'm halfway through, and it's like almost like a, it's a self help book yeah. essentially, and um, it's, it's really good because like it talks about. Um, uh, like, like again, mindfulness about yourself, and mm-hmm. then just like, um, how your emotional intelligence can be broken down into like several things. There's five things off the top of my head I can't remember, yeah. but yeah, that's what I've been like really focusing on, trying to look inward. Oh really. yeah, yeah, it's the best, right? It's and really helpful. How does a lot of the times, and even for me, I've struggled mm-hmm. with this before, mm-hmm. and it's still something that I'm working to right. now is. The notion of kind of putting yourself first, right? Oh, yeah. And depending on, I guess, depending on who you're around, mm-hmm. it's not always, it's not always something that was looked. Not really. No, not really. It's, thing. the thing is, with me, with my personality type, I'm, I'm now, I now know mm-hmm. that, excuse me, oh my God, I now know that uh, I'm the helpful yeah. kind of person. I put myself out there 
for other people. Mm -hmm. I feel responsible to resolve other people's problems yeah. because and, 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 and help them, you know. And the thing is, before I thought that if I that's how I thought I could get love, quote unquote. Yeah. If I help people, if I show them that I'm a nice person, that they will love me back and you know mirror back, reciprocate what I gave mm -hmm. them. But the thing is, that's not the case, no. you know. And I, you know, I learned that the hard way. That like I basically I was pouring from an empty cup, you know. I gave too much that there was nothing left, mm -hmm. thinking that everything I gave will be given back to me. Yeah. Not the case. So. Yeah, the realization came through like going to therapy and and reflecting a lot. That you know, like you know what, I have to really um, focus, uh, stop, and focus on myself too, mm -hmm. because I can't give if I have nothing. Yeah, you know, and I have to like give something to myself. You know, if I can help others, why can't I help other people myself? You know what I mean? Absolutely. Yeah. Always <laughs> not at us, and we just start sort of start to give. Yeah. And yeah. My buddy has always told me, um, happiness is like, it's like a bucket, right? Yeah. And then you got to fill yours and it should spill onto others. Yeah. And not something that you would just pour and pour. Yeah. Because then you would start wanting to take away. Yeah, and exactly. And you a bad person. Yeah. It, right? And it's, yeah. it's crazy how that, it's always like you first, but... It's hard. Right? It's so hard. It's very hard. It's so selfish. Yeah. But the thing is, there's nothing selfish with, with taking care of yourself. Mm -hmm. And that's something we need to remind ourselves consistently. It's very hard though. Yeah, it's easier said than done. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> um, that's awesome. Ah, God, I'm so glad. Okay, I'm so happy too. I'm happy for this opportunity. This is the best. Um, talk to me about so like knowing you know like I'm a photographer. And mm -hmm. My cousin's a photographer. And we Absolutely. Both kind of want to kind of understand like with the way that you wanted to pursue the niche of doing war, but mm -hmm. actually flip it and make it more empowering and right. less of a like a parody uh, a parody yeah working your way towards that like a daily sort of like do you ever get that feeling of like i don't know if this is gonna work out like oh for know, sure like, the doubt you, yeah like a oh, yeah. doubt like all these like struggling artists there's space, a lot like, of it yeah time, right um for sure uh basically just a little bit of a background i started like when i was looking for people to photograph um mm -hmm. That was a scary thing for me because like, how do I go about this thing of like asking people to like basically strip down naked yeah. and be photographed yeah. and ask them to be vulnerable in mm -hmm. front of me, right? Um, so what I did was actually just go on like uh, a gay dating site, Grinder, yes. and because I've heard people do that before with Tinder to look for models, and I was like, okay, hi everyone, this and this. I was very transparent. I'm a photographer. This is what I do, and so on. And I was able to find a couple of people from there. Um, and I'm friends with one of them really uh, right now. It's really good. Um, and then um, started from there, photographed a couple of my friends as well mm -hmm. because I, I, well, I started with the grinder first with like the strangers. Yeah. Cause like, you know, there's fewer expectations, I guess, in comparison to if they were my friends, mm -hmm. you know? Um, and like to some degree, I felt a little bit uncomfortable photographing my friends that way, and I need to ease into it. Yeah. Right. As soon as I got comfortable, started photographing friends. Um, but the thing is, like the thing, the constant nagging I, voice in my head was like, um, "Am I doing this for empowerment, or am I just trying to reduce a man to just their bodies and objectifying them? Mm -hmm. And like, is it voyeuristic? Is it?" Like, you know, hypersexualization of yeah. some sorts, right? 
But the thing is, um, I realized that first of all, there's nothing wrong with being a sexual being, being sex positive. It's totally fine. Yeah. You know, as long as it's consensual oh and is respectful, that's all, that's all it has to be, you know, and that, yeah. Consensual yeah. is yeah. the important part. Yeah. Um, anyway, there's that. And so I was like, that reassured me to some degree. And then as I was looking for more, more people to photograph, because, you know, I wanted to photograph fellow minorities, like maybe just like in, the, in regards to like being gay or like being mm. a person of color or a mix of those things. Um, I, there was this one guy, and it was like last year, uh, really got me down because I reached out to him and I was like, hey, let's set a shoot together. So it was like almost going to happen. But it took me a while to get back to him because I was busy. Life happens, right? right? And then he was like, he texted me or messaged me on the app and saying that like, oh, you haven't responded to me in so and so. I guess you're just doing this whole project thing to take advantage, to put people in a vulnerable uh, position yeah, yeah. and take advantage of them. Yeah. And I was, and that really hit I you. was like, oh, I was like, holy shit, is that what this project is coming across as? Yeah. You know, but at the same time, at that point, I felt really, re really assured with the stuff that I do, that I was like, well, you know, wait, hold on, you're, you're, tr you're putting words in my mouth that I didn't say, Absolutely. that like I'm trying to, that I'm doing this because I want to get into people's pants. Yeah, you know, like, and that that's never the case. That was never the intention, mm -hmm. you know. And like, of course, granted, like the people I photograph, I consider attractive people, but. As a responsible person, as a professional, yeah. as an artist who wants to maintain his integrity, that was that never um, was the intention of the whole project, mm -hmm. right? So um, the doubts set in every now and then, yeah. but I just try to remind myself, okay, what's the goal here? Mm -hmm. And once I once that's done, like okay. Let's focus on that. Yeah. Cause if I, if like, first of all, this person did not, doesn't know me. Oh yeah. We haven't met in person yet. So like, who are you to judge? Absolutely. To tell right? me that this is my intention. If we haven't yeah. even met yet, like, you know, Yeah, it's, it's calm that, down. <laughs> it's kind of like quieting the external voices. Cause you know what your intent is yeah. and it's not like your intent has like harm. In yeah. Mind. Yeah. Never, never. Exactly. Harm. Yeah. Yeah. But it, again, when those voices start coming in, you kind of start to think like, wait a second. For sure. Right? But the thing is, um, I try to look at, look at it from their perspective too, saying like, why is this happening? Why, mm -hmm. where is this coming from? You know? And, and as, as somebody who has lots of insecurity, sometimes we tend to project. Yeah. Right. And I was thinking, oh, maybe this person mm -hmm. has insecurities as well mm -hmm. and felt like they were let down because they didn't reach out to them sooner than later. Yeah. Um, and maybe that's why they are very aggressive in terms of sure. like, you didn't reach out to me, blah, blah, yeah. blah, you just want my body. And it's like, okay, not really. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate that you think I'm attracted to you. I think yeah. you're beautiful mm -hmm. and all that shit. But Absolutely. like, no, that's not like never. Like, I mean, I try to understand things from people's contexts yeah. as well. But sometimes people can out, be, right? yeah. But yeah. you got to just keep going with what you're doing. Yeah. Just yeah. like know where your goal is and yeah. keep go, go towards it. You're right, people reaching out to you now instead of you reaching out to them. I have a couple of people. That's amazing. Yeah, yeah. I have like some, some people who want to do like a repeat shoot, which is great. I've reached, recently reached out to one person who I've mm -hmm. shot with before because he was the one who reached out to me before. He was like, hey, let's do this again. Yeah. So I'm waiting for them to respond. Um, yeah, I'm like, actually, like, I actually have a handful of people who want to photograph with mm -hmm. me. Uh, but like, again, life gets busy. It's hard Absolutely. to like 
coordinate ditch, especially now that, you know, it's the holidays too, like yeah. everyone's busy. And now I'm having a trip to the Philippines as well early next year. We'll touch mm-hmm. more on that oh, later. Yeah, totally. um, and, and yeah, people reaching out and just like, it's a matter of like planning at this point yeah. and keeping like, I, want, I've, I have my uh, groove, I've got my groove and I just want to keep going and keep yeah. doing it. Absolutely. Yeah. Get that momentum, right? Yeah, momentum. Yeah. It's, it's so good. Just yeah. kind of keep following. Like, yeah, it's just kind of rolling and snowballing it. Yeah. Absolutely. That's yeah. Nice. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, what is something that you would consider yourself or like something you do mm-hmm. that's weird or like, it's like a quirk that's like a lot of people probably with like, photography, not even photography, just like somebody that you know, your closest friends like, yeah, that's so you to, like, that's so you to do that. Huh. Or, Interesting. You know, um, the last person that was on, he's Australian, right. so he would say rah, rah, rah instead of blah, blah, blah. Oh, okay. That was really funny. So something along those lines, like. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Or like something that's very. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Um, I, 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 I as an immigrant, mm-hmm. I am well aware that my accent is fairly clean and yeah. fairly neutral. A lot of people have t- told me that, like, oh wow, it's like you were born here. Which is like before, I used to thank them a lot for that because, like, yeah. oh look, white people reaffirming <laughs> my my assimilation into their culture. That's funny. <laughs> just like and now and like learning and. And being more educated with these things, I was like, you know what? No, I shouldn't thank them for saying yeah. that I fit in with them because mm-hmm. I don't fit in with them. I'm very different and I know that. Absolutely. Anyway, that's like a long-winded way of explaining it. But even though I have a fairly clean accent and fairly neutral accent, um, I still have some Filipino words or words that I say in the way a Filipino would say it in Tagalog. Yeah. So instead of contribute, I say contribute. Oh, right. That right? is so true. It's because like, like we emphasize the first syllable. It's not the yeah. second syllable. Instead of semester, I say semester. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and I realize that th- that's, that's not how the white people say it <laughs> here. Because like when I was in school, because mm-hmm. like they would say, oh, let's just contribute to this. I'm like, oh, yeah, let's contribute to that. And they're like, what? It's like, yeah. <laughs> what is he saying? <laughs> but like I realize that like, yeah, it's, oh, mm-hmm. wow. There's some residual like... Filipino-ness in yeah. my English, Absolutely. you know, which is like, which is totally normal because like yeah. it's my second language, English is my second language mm-hmm. and, and I used to be, I used to think that I have to correct this so mm-hmm. I can, I should say it the way they say it, but again, I don't care anymore. Yeah. I could give less yeah. Fs about yes. this. <laughs> Maybe you're not censored it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like, why does it matter? What, yeah. Um, like yeah. first of all, you speak one language. I speak three. Mm-hmm. You know that's what that's what just when I that's that's what I want to that's my comeback. Yeah. For people who are like, why do you say it like that? Like, yeah. shut exactly. the hell up. Like, you know. You get the point across. Right? Yeah. yeah. Like yeah, they feel like mm-hmm. yeah, you know what I mean. Oh, absolutely. yeah. <laughs> and that's one thing that yeah, like growing up and I immigrated like much earlier. Okay. Like, I was here 2006. So okay. Been here for. A bit longer, yeah. But yeah, in the same way, kind of getting that, like, oh, your accent is non-existent, and at, and at first, right, in the same way, it's like, yeah, that sounds like a good idea, right? Yeah, well, thank you, thank like, you, kind right? Of thing. Yeah. Like, that, was, that was a huge like big up. But then, <laughs> when you kind of grow into it, like, why did it matter so yeah. much? Yeah, and why did I, why did I think that I should seek approval from yeah. that? You know? Yeah. Yeah. Once you stop seeking approval from others, from others, yeah. and it's all coming from within, like. 
it's game over. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh it, yeah. It's, it's just so hard to get there. It's so right. hard, but once once you get there, it's very empowering. Yeah. And it's great. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> if you're comfortable. Sure. Um, lowest point in your photography career. Creative. Oh, career totally comfortable with talking about kind that. Of, um, overcame and, and kind of this like steps or just even sure. the process just because a lot of people have what to them right is like that's it right absolutely and oftentimes people don't really see like a different perspective on which they can take right. it on yeah or it's what it's what ends up like making them give up on it and yeah. start to do something that they don't want oh yeah to be, i almost gave up at one point actually yeah yeah this is the best yeah. yeah um so 2017 October, I started working for a local company. It, they do furn- they 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 make furniture. They have stores all over the the all over Canada and the U.S. Um, I was doing social media for them, um, and I was very excited to do that because, like, you know, oh, it's like another because I thought like interior design furniture, like you know, another foray into the arts, yeah. right? Which is which it is. Um, I started doing that and. Um, I didn't necessarily have the best boss ever at that point, and also the travel time that that from my place to work was seventeen minutes, seven zero, mm-hmm. two bus rides as well, and it started in October, so fairly like it had an early winter last year too, yeah. so like it was a struggle for me to do that, and like just the idea of like of travel of like commuting to work to and from that's two at least two hours every day yeah. of, on the bus wasting my time there. Not having a good boss, not getting the support that I needed from the job that I was doing. Yeah. So when I was in that that job and that with that company, um, a lot of uh, people, a couple of people, not a lot, a couple of people, people were undermining the things that I did. So yeah, working uh, for that company when I started working for that company, basically a lot of I have a lot of people undermined my capabilities, yeah. the things that I could do. Um, and as a natural board people pleaser, mm-hmm. as a, uh, uh, like that, that talking about me, yeah. um, I was thinking, okay, what should, what can I do so that they will like me? Mm-hmm. You know, what are the things that I should do so that they will approve of me? Yeah. And at that point, I was seeking for so much external validation yeah. from 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 well from others, of course. Oh, yeah. uh, and that was not a, that I like. And then December happened. I broke up with my boyfriend. Mm-hmm. We were together for almost seven years at that point. Yeah. We were long distance for a year and a half because I moved here. Absolutely. Right? Um, so that happened. Then the winter again, like you know, the seasonal depression kicked in on top of the pre-existing one that I have, yeah. and then being undermined at work, and then breaking oh, up so with my boyfriend, and and just feeling tired all the time. It kind of just snowballed, essentially, mm-hmm. and that led to, and then at that point, I was taking photos here, here and there, but um, at some point, like, and then in the New Year's, I just, I tell you right, I think, I just stopped yeah. taking photos. And, and you disappeared off. Yeah, yeah, I just, yeah, and you're off over that, because like, we yeah. already met each other at yeah. that point, right? I disappeared, I was off the grid, essentially, mm-hmm. I only... I only I never posted anything at all. Yeah. I did not. I was not creating any new work, mm-hmm. and unfortunately, I beat myself up for it. Yeah. You know, like why the hell are you not putting out any new work? You're such a terrible person. You're a bad artist. You're never this and that. You're not as good as so and so. You know, all that the the inner dialogue yeah. was I was not good enough because. Mm-hmm. 
I was and I was and I can't do good work and I can't find good work and that's why I'm not putting out new work and stuff like that. Yeah. It was horrible. Yeah, you know, I was there for a while and then um, at one point, well, because like the I at, in the New Year's I got a new boss, very supportive, one of the best bosses I've ever had. Amazing, it's great. She is familiar with. Um, mental health struggles as well because she also has gone through something like that and she helped me she directed me to towards getting therapy and that was my first foray into like getting therapy getting help for my mental health and that was at a time where those two those people who were undermining me were still there basically it was an abusive relationship Mm -hmm. you know I kept coming back even though I know I was getting hurt yeah and and only, and then realizing, only realizing that like now too, that now that I've left. Oh yeah, spoiler alert! I left the company <laughs> in case they didn't figure that out yet. For sure. Um, yeah. So great boss helped me go to therapy. Slowly, slowly started getting better. Um, and summer came. Like I was happy again. I photographed Folk Fest uh, for the first time this year. I was so happy with that. I did Pride again because I'm the photography manager for Pride Winnipeg. Um, yeah, and then, yeah, just like started like trying to get back into it yeah. once again, and that kind of helped for a bit. Mm-hmm. And then, so I was pu- putting out work again, and there was a little bit of a lull like, once once more. I that one, there was one time I, I did a shoot with a musician, um, and then I, I when I was working on photos, editing the photos, mm-hmm. you know, when you like get used to something, you're you know what you're doing, it's like yeah. easy peasy. But when you don't do it for a while, you yeah. kind of like, how do I do this again? When I was editing the photos from this person, that's how I felt like, holy crap, how do you do this again? I forgot how to do these things. Really? And that really scared me because yeah. like, I was like, I used to know this, like the back of my hand. It was yeah. very easy to me. And now I was having struggles and that mm. scared me again. And it kind of like pushed me back. I was like, okay, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm going to stop doing this. You know, we're just like, yeah, slowly, slowly like, we're, what's that called regressing yeah you know in into that whole thing and that was like this is not good yeah not good at all um and then at that point i was like i'm through with being in this abusive work environment mm-hmm. i didn't want to be here anymore yeah my boss actually was like subtly dropping hints that you know what i don't think you should be here because this is not helping you For sure it's not like i want to fire you because you suck it was like it's you don't deserve to you don't deserve the treatment you're getting. Yeah. And I was, it was great. It was great because again, she, she cared for her employees mm-hmm. and with it was, therapy, it helped me realize that, yeah, this is not good for me, yeah. you know? And as I was thinking of quitting, cause I was already looking for jobs at that point, they laid me off. I was like, oh shit. Okay. Yeah. Um, That's awesome. Yeah, I know. But the thing is like, at that point I was like, is it because I suck? You know, oh, no, you yeah, know yeah. the inner dialogue, and like, yeah. is it because like, did I fuck things up again? That kind of thing. Um, but I, at that point, I was like very reassured that you know, and they t- also told me that it's not because of your performance; it's more just like a downsizing thing. Yeah. And I was like, okay, if that's the case, I'm not gonna dwell on it then. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Well, <laughs> you say that, but did you listen to that or? I listened you... to it actually. Yeah. yeah. Cause after leaving that place, I mean, I was emotional. Mm-hmm. Cause like you know, at that my a million things were running in my head. Like, okay, where am I gonna get my rent? Where am I gonna? How am I gonna pay my bills? All that adult stuff, right? But um, basically, after leaving that, work, the next day from like wake, I was like, you know, I uh, I drank the night away essentially on that on that night. Yeah. And then I say I was the idea that I didn't have to go back to that horrible place was like. 
this is not too bad. I was okay. And then I felt better. I keep feeling better mm. after that. And, and things started oh. to like look like look up again yeah. after, at that point. And um, that happened in October. I, I fit. For sure. Oh, no, sorry, not October. August. This August. Okay. Um, and it was honestly one of the greatest things that ever happened to me, leaving that job. Yeah. Because even though it paid me well that I was able to like move out and stuff like that, again, it was abusive. Yeah. It was not healthy for me. And there's this thing that I saw on social media <laughs> saying that you cannot heal in a pl- in the place that hurt you. Yeah. And I was trying to aggressively heal in, in that, that place, place too. Yeah. And now that I left, I slowly, slowly started to get better. Um, and yeah, again, st- things started to look yeah. up. I was able to put out work again. I applied with Terry Hopper, became a photographer with her. That's amazing. And yeah. I love this so much. That's it. Yeah, thank it's you. Like, thank you. You have that inner dialogue, right? For but sure. And that environment, that relationship was kind of feeding into it. Yeah. Yeah. It was... Okay, the thing but is... you had somebody to kind of tell you, like, hey... I had somebody to help me. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. And it was... I found it to be very ironic that I can go to therapy because of work. Mm-hmm. But I go to therapy because of work. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. It's like, this is a paradox or mm. what, or however you want to call it, right? For sure. Like, it's, it was like, and I realized that it's like, oh my God, I need to leave this yeah, place. Yeah, yeah. And luckily they laid me off. So this, not right now, I'm like on employment insurance. For sure. I, as, as I was telling you before we started recording that it helps because um, I don't have to be desperate with my job search. I can look for a job that I know I will actually like. And now I know better too. I know what to look out for. Yeah. For companies. That's the hardest part I've found is a lot of people would take shit work because yeah. how, how desperately they need yeah. money, right? Because we don't have a lot of people don't have the luxury of biding their time and looking for Absolutely. an employment that they really like to do. Mm-hmm. And that's again, it's, it's honestly a privileged place to be in. Yeah. And I know I'm very grateful that I'm able to do that because mm-hmm. a lot a lot of people are able yeah. to do that. Yeah. Yeah. Do you ever get that feeling? So we're like we're talking about abusive relationships yeah. and how like you kind of fall back into it, right? Yeah. Like you still kind of fight with that. Every, yeah. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Um, like feeling like that was the norm or whatever, and this is like not right. Yeah, because like in the back of my mind, I felt like I had to have a steady job yeah. in order to be a legitimate, valid adult. Yeah. You know what? But but like you know what? Sometimes, no. Yeah. Right. Like I don't have to. Again, abide by somebody's standards of what it means to live a certain way mm-hmm. because of this and that. Yeah. You know, so... There's, like, two kind of, like, opposing, like, voices. Yeah. And you just kind of pick and choose. Yeah, yeah. Is- and I, I just learned to, like, you know, listen to both of them, but at the same time, mm-hmm. not... Well, they're both real, right? Exactly, but at the same time, like... Realize, acknowledge that these are just give myself reality checks you know yeah. what, what am I thinking about and what are tr- the true things just so that I can be objective with the things yeah. that I do the things that I think about it's so hard I think and I, again I don't like you know when you have those conflicting beliefs mm-hmm. trying to actually take a step back and look at it objectively mm-hmm. when you've always had those doubts like you don't know what's real yeah. or not real all the realizations that I've had actually about like, my previous workplace happened after I left yeah. because I was not aware that mm-hmm. this, I wasn't aware that it was an abusive relationship essentially, yeah. you know, and, and again, as you were saying, you don't realize these things Until you when you're there. You only realize it once you've left. Yeah. 
you know, like once you're not, no, once you're no longer there. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, you know, you kind of like, you realize the value of things once they're gone. Mm-hmm. And usually that's a positive saying. Yeah. But after leaving that, I realized that, I realized the value of that place now that I've gone and the value of that place to me is very, very low. Yeah. I used to look up to that company. No way. Yeah. I was like, I, I, I love the, I love the work that they put out yeah. and I kind of like met what what's uh, you you know the thing when you meet your heroes yeah and, and you, they say oh. that you should not meet your heroes yeah I met my heroes right and they're not as good as I thought they were yeah for sure yeah I love that oh <laughs> my god yeah that is that's so crazy yes but it is <laughs> it's it takes a lot I think to kind of realize first of all when you're in there that like wait a second like something's not right here. no yeah right and fortunately for you you had your boss that was a lot more supportive yeah, if I didn't have her. You think you I would have? I still would have been there yeah. if they didn't let me off, and I would have just like sought after the approval of people of the people yeah. who harmed me. So it really is like, you know, sort of an external kind of hey, like I needed that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. If yeah, I, yeah I, if I didn't have that, you things would be totally that. different right now. Yeah, I would feel a lot better now mm-hmm. that I'm not there. God, I love that. <laughs> yes, realization. That's right? the stuff that I want like people to kind of recognize. Like, mm-hmm. hey, guess what? You know, maybe take a. Look, because not everybody would be fortunate enough to have that external like person that says, "Hey, this is not healthy for you." Exactly, and like, yeah. you should take a step back. Exactly, um, it's all yeah. reflecting for sure mm-hmm. about what you want and what what you yeah. want in life and what we're like, doing right now and how that affects. Like how are you feeling? Like, are you happy? Yeah, checking in with yourself. Yeah, checking absolutely. in with yourself. Yeah. Um, let's. Again, with this whole talk, like, what yeah. is something that you would advise somebody that's starting out? Um, mm-hmm. In terms of just the creative aspect, for obviously, sure. like whether you want to talk about practical things like you know paying rent and stuff, yeah, is great, or even just something more abstract. Really yeah, to you. Like oh, one for thing sure. That you would tell somebody that if if I walked up to you and I was just like, hey, I want to you know do the same kind of similar thing that you're doing. Yeah. Um, if anything, it's people who are starting out should uh, learn to be familiar with the idea of stepping out of your comfort zone. Because, like I was, as I was telling you earlier, I was not comfortable photographing people, but you know, I wanted to challenge myself. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, because it's a matter of growth yeah. as an artist, right? So, stepping out of your comfort zone is again really uncomfortable because that's the way they call it that. Exactly. You know, and and um, learning it's it's not a matter of like overcoming that. It's a matter of just like acknowledging that okay, this is outside of my comfort zone, but I'm still gonna do it. Because like you know, knowing your intentions, like you know, mm-hmm. my intention is to become a better artist, network with people, that yeah. kind of stuff. So, it's very hard. It's oh, easier yeah. said than done, but keep doing it. You know, mm-hmm. keep persevering. But at the same time, don't compromise on your identity as a person. Don't try to fit in with other people just because you think they're cool, yeah. just because you think they will like you. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's hard again because I, especially as somebody who seeks external validation, yeah, absolutely. that's like so hard to realize, right? Yeah. But uh, I know better now and, you know, take it from me. For sure. Don't, don't change yourself because, just for other people. If you're changing, change for yourself and it should be for the better. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, thanks. Ali is a triple minority. So, I mean, yeah. Ali, like, if you're not taking it from anybody, take it from him. Oh, yeah. <laughs> where he's at now and what the struggle he's going through, where mm-hmm. he's going, like, clearly things have been looking up because he's taking that advice. So, you yes. know, do that. Speaking of where you're going, yeah. What's next? Tell right. me. About, tell me about everything that's coming up in the next pipeline. Oh, for sure. Um, so I am going back to the Philippines 
next year, mm -hmm. early next year, and it was gonna be, it's gonna be the first time I've, I'm gonna go home since immigrating here. So that's gonna be very interesting for Absolutely. me. Because you know, um, I'm thinking when it comes to like meeting up with my friends, is it like, do we pick up where we left off? Or different do we just, Yes, exactly, or do we catch up and update each other on our lives and how it's progressed? Yeah. Where you know and where it went, right? And I think yeah, as you as you were saying, I don't think we're gonna pick up where we left off, cause you know, I've real and I've realized this as well that when you, that like when you leave someone and you when you go away, their lives don't go, they don't hit pause on their lives. Yeah, absolutely. It keeps going. Yeah. Similar with me, my life keeps mm -hmm. going on. So why should I expect other people to like just wait for me, eagerly sure. wait for me until I come back? The world does not revolve around me. Yeah. And. Before I was like that was scary. Now it's just like you know what that's okay. okay. That takes a lot of pressure off yeah. your of your back. Like, mm -hmm. like you know what they don't really rely on me as much. Like it's chill. Anyway, going back to the Philippines, um, I get to celebrate my birthday there once again right after a couple of years of like celebrating <laughs> the harsh cold cold winters. <laughs> Very excited. I'm gonna be so much. I'm gonna be under the sun so much there. Oh yeah. Soak it all in. Love it. Yeah. Very excited. And it's going to be interesting because I'm also going to be seeing my ex for sure. And the last time I saw him was when I immigrated here and we were still together. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But the thing is, um, I felt like the breakup for us was very mature. Mm -hmm. We ended it because long distance relationship is hard, not because we hated each other. Yeah. You know, and, and it takes a lot of maturity and adultness, if you may, Absolutely. to 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 realize that sometimes even good things have to come to an end. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 Oh my god. Yeah. You ever worry? So you don't worry about it anymore. Like knowing that you're a different person now. You meet these friends, and it's not the same hour that they knew. You know what? The thing is, right now I'm not worried, but as the day comes closer and closer, the anxiety kind of like yeah, sits in, absolutely. and that's something that I, I the, and that's something I keep in check as mm -hmm. well. You know, if I've learned that if I'm anxious about something, I distract myself because. Yeah. If I try to relax, my mind lingers and it goes to the dark place, ah, and I avoid that. Yeah. That's my that's my way of coping I with see. it. You know, I I distract myself, I exercise, and that's mm -hmm. been helpful with relieving my stress sure. as well. And um, uh, yeah. yeah, I'm worried. I'm, I'm not worried yet. Yeah, the worry will set in, and that's normal. I'm gonna oh, deal yeah. with it instead of just like. But you pushing got a it away. Way, you got a healthy way of dealing with precisely, it. Like precisely, precisely. Those anxieties, right? Exactly. And that's exactly. The, the differential of like just kind of pushing it aside unhealthily. No. And yeah. like actually like realizing, okay, I'm feeling anxious about yeah. this, but I should figure out. It's that. a matter of like acknowledging what you feel instead mm -hmm. of denying it. Yeah. You know, and it's something I'm working on because a lot of people tend to like sweep it under the rug and mm -hmm. hide it. You know, but the thing is, that's not a good thing because sure. if you do it and up. take it from me again, it's from my experience of just like pushing it away and denying it. It's not going to do anything good. Absolutely. It's going to lead to harm. Yeah. <laughs> God, I love this. Yeah. So um, sweet. Like this has been really, really, really information. Thank also, you. Just, like, it's just so inspiring to, to see and like watch one of my, like the people that have been around me. And, Throughout this year alone, yeah. there's just so much. It's, it's been fun. a journey, man. Yeah, and we're not done yet, right? I know, I know. Um, anything else you want to say, closing words to the viewers, the listeners, um, plug in your social stuff? For like sure. That, right? um, Where we find you? you know. Absolutely. Uh, I just want to circle back to like um, 
my the do the work that I do, the body positivity yeah. that I do. Yeah. Because um, the reason why I do this is because I did not feel empowered by the media that I consume, mm -hmm. and I decided to take it in my own hands and empower myself yeah. and other people as well who are like me, who look like me, who are part of the same communities that I'm from, and I want to do that because no one is gonna do it for you. Yeah. You have to do it, uh, and and as much as it's a sad thing. <clears throat> I see. I choose to see it as an opportunity uh, to do something myself yeah. and empower other people through my work, you know. And something that I've been really enjoying, you know. It's it's a it's it's a struggle because it's a matter of like body positivity and standards of beauty. And as somebody coming from a country that's been colonized by a lot of white people and you know fucked us over for hundreds of years, we were told that the idea that uh, the a, a beautiful person is fair skin, tall nose, like high nose, tall, blonde, blue eyes, all that stupid stuff. Yeah. And it made me feel really, you know, not beautiful, not attractive. And mm -hmm. I, think I was never going to be attractive because I never fit into these things. Yeah. But you know what? That's total bullshit. Yeah. It's not the case. You know, um, there's so many ways, facets of, of, of seeing beauty. And, and I choose to um, show it my own way. Sure. And show that there's so many ways of like approaching it, yeah. right? Anyway, so that's like in a nutshell, of course. Absolutely. If you guys want to know, if you folks want to know more about what I do, my website is aligonzalo.com, A-L-L-Y, not A-L-I, A-L-L-Y-G-O-N-Z-A-L-O. -L 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 I usually said Z. Yeah. Z-A-L-O.com. My Instagram is japes, so it's basically spelled like shapes, but instead of S for the first letter, just say J, J-H-A-P-E-S. And um, yeah, those are my public social media accounts. I love I, it. I just not share my Facebook. <laughs> yeah, totally. That's for personal yeah, that's stuff. That's totally fine, right? Yeah, I'll be yeah. plugging those in the bottom. And yeah. Bottom <laughs> and shit, but yeah. Um, thanks so much for coming on. This was so Thank you for the fun. opportunity. Yeah, I had I so much fun. Man. Yeah, thanks so much. Thank All you. Right. All right. Awesome. Thank you. <laughs> oh, that was so good. Thank you. Jesus. <laughs> I felt it.